the number one thing is none of them want to commit to the section or commit to the landing. Surfing is all about speed management and, and reading the wave. It's something else when you do something that you know almost no one's done before, or you know that it took like every bit of skill that you've acquired your whole life to, to make that happen. Hey guys, welcome to the Basis Surf Podcast. Super excited because today we have Matt Miola, who's one of the world's top aerial surfers. He was, he did the world's biggest spindle 540. Um, Kelly Slater did the first 540, I think, but Matt's was just like way bigger, way more tweaked. We dive into that air. We dive into a couple other airs, even breaking down a simple air. It's just full of nuggets of gold if you are trying to do airs. But, you know, I think that not all of you are trying to do airs and all the advice he gives is still highly relevant for you, regardless of what maneuver you are going to perform it, uh, going to be focused on performing. So definitely tune in, even if you're not an advanced surfer, uh, this one is full of nuggets of gold and, um, yeah, hope you guys are excited. Welcome to the basis podcast. We have Matt Mule in the house. He's one of the world's top aerial surfers and he's charged big waves, uh, even got nominated for double XL, uh, paddle big wave entry i remember seeing that wave it was nuts um but he's also a hunter a fisherman um and so i'm just feeling incredibly grateful to have matt on the show thanks for joining matt yeah thank you all right well i just kind of wanted to start off from the very beginning um we're going to be talking about your journey through surfing through the lens of how to improve as a surfer um why don't we start at the very beginning and just talk about you know how you got into surfing in the first place Oh man. Um, when I was super young, um, my dad was into surfing. So he, he would bring me out on his board when I was really young. Um, but it probably wasn't until I was 12, 13 that I really got into it. Um, I, I was like more into skateboarding and stuff. Um, when I was younger and then I ended up moving down to this little um beach town um called Puao and I had a bunch of friends who lived there and they were all into surfing so the beach was right by our house and we would just all hang out together and go surf and that's when I really started to get into it nice so were you a little bit behind then versus your peers if you you know they had been surfing all the time and then you ended up kind of moving over and then getting into it at the age of 12 or were you kind of in line with them or how was what was that like yeah i was totally um i was not nearly as good as most of them um a lot of them were like already doing all the contests growing up and were like most of them were like the best kids around you know um it was like uh our crew was like albie kai barger billy kemper and they were all like winning contests as kids and stuff and i um um kind of learned from them well that would be a, definitely a good crew to learn from and so how do you think that affected your mentality then did it make you hungrier that you were kind of chasing them and, and and you had these peers that you know you could obviously learn from but you always felt like maybe you were a step behind and that just gave you this drive or, or how did it influence your surfing honestly at that age it was just all about having fun i never really thought of it that way i just uh i feel like i just kind of 
it just naturally happens that you start to improve. Um, and it wasn't until I got a little bit older that I wanted to like, you know, get better. And, but it, I just never really pictured myself being a pro surfer. Like at that age, I just was like trying to have fun with my friends. And it wasn't until I was quite a bit older that it just kind of all happened and that became my job. But, um, really at that age, it was just more about having fun and going to the beach and, and, you know, just trying to, I think if you do anything, you want to get better at it. Right. You know, like every time you go out, you're like, Oh, I want to do this or that. But, um, no, it was never like a, a thought in my head. Like, Oh, I got a freaking yeah. Pro surfer. I just didn't think it would happen. Yeah. Got it. Got it. And do you think that, that, that approach to it of a, a pure fun probably, I mean, you know, it's interesting because I was talking to Nikoa, who I, I, I know Isaac and you guys are all friends with. And he, you know, when I talked to him, he kind of had this like chip on his shoulder because he'd come from boogie boarding. And so he was like all about this kind of like drive and, uh, you know, just real competitive approach to it. Whereas you sound like you're coming at it from much more of like this fun and, um, you know, just experimental mindset. And do you think maybe that that's influence the way you are as a surfer because you know one of the things that you're known for is being you know one of the most creative aerialists like you're doing things that no one else is doing and um, I wonder if there's a connection there between the two where you're just approaching it from this perspective of fun and just experimenting and maybe that influenced the your approach on on you know the wave in later on in your life at all yeah I mean I think because I was really into skateboarding I just that's kind of how I wanted to surf. Um, and then we would just like all watch surf movies and then you'd have like your favorite surfers and you just want to copy their moves and stuff. And, um, and yeah, I don't know. I just always like was into trying to like do tricks and stuff. I remember my dad was like filming me one time and he's like, why do you keep like, trying this crazy stuff you're never gonna land it but like to me it was like that was the that was like my favorite thing and i was like mean like i'm having fun yeah um and then you know eventually i started to like land stuff and i was like oh shit i can't believe that what was it like i mean so what was it like when you landed your first air mm, i don't remember my very first air but i do remember the first time i did an air burst and uh yeah i had this like little yellow board and yeah i just freaked out it was at this little wave um the way we grew up surfing was um this little left and then at the end of every wave it had like a little air section so um i remember i did it and just freaked out like was claiming it and just like yeah it was a pretty crazy moment for me how old were you when that happened i was so curious what it what it actually looks like is probably like the worst little air <laughs> ever it, that's always how it is yeah. right you know you always think it looks way cooler than the reality is but i don't know the airs you do now i'm i imagine they must like look crazier than they even feel in your head right i mean just some of the stuff you're you're doing i don't know it's kind of what 
surfing's funny. Like sometimes you think you do something that's like so insane and then you see it on footage and it sucks or it can be the opposite where you do something and didn't feel that good and then you look at it and you went, whoa. Like uh, a few months back I was surfing and I did this air and I was convinced it was like one of the best airs I've ever done in my life. Like it felt huge and like insane and then I looked in and my filmer was not on the beach where he where he had originally started and I was freaking out. I was like, I can't believe he missed it. Where'd he go? Like, what's he doing? And I was like having a panic attack because I was like, that was like, you know, like stuff like that in surfing doesn't happen all the time, right? Like, it, right. you know, it could be like a pretty pivotal moment in your career if you land something that crazy. And I was so bummed out. And then I came in like, I can't believe he like left or something. And then it turns out he had just moved down the beach into a different area. Uh -huh. And and then I was like, oh, did you get it? And he's like, didn't seem that excited. And he's like, yeah, I got it. And I was like, I went and looked at the clip and I just started laughing. It wasn't even like, it just looked like an average air. And I was just like, I can't believe I just had a fucking tantrum in the water and like, Thought you missed that and thought it was the best hair of my life, and now I'm looking at the clip and it looks like no better than any, oh man. Any oh my god. Well, there there is this one air that I have I have a video of it. I was maybe a little bit later, I was hoping that you would walk us through it because it is the craziest looking air. It's just wild. My friend and I were talking about it before this, and it is just I mean, a little bit later, maybe maybe we'll get into it. But I just want to backtrack a little bit more. Um so you, you'd mentioned how you used to skate a lot and did that influence your surfing and your approach yeah, to the airs I, and, and all that? I think so. Just because in skateboarding, like any trick you do, you have to get off the ground, right? So I think I kind of took that mindset to surfing like, oh, if I want to do a trick, I got to like get in the air. And I just think that's where my mind was at. Um, but... Yeah, I'd say skateboarding, like, I had a little half pipe, like, in my garage, and and when I was on the half pipe, I was pretending I was surfing, you know, and then when I'd be in the water, I'd be pretending I was skateboarding, like, it was like a, you know. Yeah, and did you feel that translation from one versus one to the other? Kind of. I mean, I'd, I mean, tech, the technique is so much different, but the, but the mindset's there, and then just, like, balancing and and stuff translates but you know i mean i guess there's similarities in in technique but um but it is quite a bit different mm -hmm. but if you look at a lot of the um guys who have been pretty like progressive as far as airs go a lot of them have a skate background yeah um and are actually like really good at skating like uh eric geiselman and and John John and stuff. And I think it just helps, you know, I was never nearly as good as them at skateboarding, but I feel like it did help. Yeah. And you look at that whole generation of the young female surfers, they're, you know, coming up on, on the North shore and a lot of them kind of come from skate backgrounds and they're getting into airs as well. Um, so yeah. definitely seems like it, it's helping or I'm looking at Jackson Dorian, like, you know, you, you see videos of him when like, he was a little kid, just like on that little half pipe that Shane built for him. And obviously he, yeah. he throws the craziest airs. So for like, let's say you're dealing with like a, 
you know, if, if you're trying to improve and, and figure out how to do airs, like what would you do on a skateboard that would help emulate it? Just going on the half pipe and just kind of, how would you approach it? What, what kind of advice would you give there? A lot of it is like commitment. That's a huge issue I see with people trying airs like in the beginning is they're almost like afraid of the landing and afraid of the section and they you know they might hit the section but they'll launch like out the back of the wave or something and be afraid to like totally commit to it and i think you just like especially in skateboarding you really have to commit to your landings and just like have confidence that the board's going to be under you and you're and it's the same with surfing you just have to like totally commit and not be afraid of falling. And how do you how do you commit to these the crazy airs that I see you do? Right, like last last year you were you know uh, invited to the Pipe Masters. I can't imagine trying to do an air at Pipe. You know what I'm saying? Like that looks just insane. That was pretty. I like. I was pretty confused when they invited me to that. I was. I was like, I guess I gotta like take the opportunity, right? Um, but. Pipeline's kind of, it's kind of a trip because you got to ride a pretty big board. Yeah. And those big boards aren't, are terrible for errors. But the wave is so powerful that if you did get the right wave and, and section, you can make it work. But the waves are so bad and um, in my heat, and I just never really had an opportunity to try one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a, and honestly, I do errors. Every day, I was like, I kind of want to just go get a <laughs> to get, get tubes. But um, I was really hoping that it was just going to be like firing and I was going to be like, all right, I went out and got a couple barrels. I'm good. Um, but yeah, I never really even yeah. got to try. Oh, yeah. yeah, you didn't get to try it. Okay, got it. All right. So going back, you're, you know, you're you're growing up with you know Albie Lair and, and Billy Kemper and all this. You're working on your hairs. You're just trying to have fun at this point, and obviously you're getting a lot better and you're getting uh, a, a lot better at surfing. So then, at what point did it kind of tip where you kind of got to that point where you became like one of these elite surfers? I mean, I know you got that section and intersection, and you got like a hundred grand from that one's part. Like, what was the build up? How did you get there from being this kid that kind of got into surfing a little bit later in life? relative that, years. that was definitely like the the turning point in where i was like whoa I, i'm i'm actually doing this um you know we we all surf together and we take turns filming and and then i felt like i was getting better and stuff and then there was the intersection contest and i did it just like thinking how cool is this well, actually, no, you know what? I got into competitive surfing for a bit mm. and I did a few QS events and then that whole deal, once I got done with, once I was, you know, at, at that kind of age where you would start doing that. And even the ones like I did all right in and like made some heats, I realized I wasn't having much fun. Like, to me, the fun part was, like, traveling with my friends. But, like, while I was out surfing, I hated it. I just, like, felt so much pressure and and just felt like I couldn't, like, surf how I normally would want to. And um, 
So I kind of decided that I didn't want to do that anymore. And then that Taylor Steele thing happened where he had that contest. And I had saved up some footage from Maui and entered. And that's uh, and then when I made it into the next round where I was like, okay, I'm in the movie. Then I got to like focus on making a my final part. And that's kind of like, that's kind of what started my career. You know, yeah. I don't, I think I didn't win that event like i wouldn't be surfing still hey everyone it's van hopefully you've been enjoying the podcast hopefully you've been listening to some good stories getting some good tips that are helping you improve as a surfer if so make sure to subscribe to the podcast leave us a review it'll only take you literally a few seconds and share it with your friends that's the best way you can support me so i can continue to create awesome new content for you so thanks when you when you made that part, did you realize like how wild your surfing was, like how far out it was compared to all the other surfers? Did you were you self aware of that, or were you just like oh, I'm just doing my thing and this is like what I do? Not really. I think um, I personally felt like I I wasn't gonna win. I still surfed like like a kid, you know. I wasn't like you know like so, some of the guys in that video were like full grown men and like surfing like real pro surfers you know and i don't think i was at that level i just think people were excited about seeing like a someone new and young who had maybe like a little bit different of approach and it was just like a surprise to them and they were stoked on it and i think that's kind of what helped me a lot um because people have been watching a lot of these other surfers for, for years, right? So I was like a new face and had a little bit different approach. And they, I think that's what helped me. Got it. Yeah, you're doing like Superman's corrupt flips, all this crazy stuff. And at this point, were those maneuvers relatively easy for you? Or was this like, were you pushing your own limit there in terms of getting that stuff? Um. I think it was just like, I never, I wouldn't say they ever felt easy. I felt like at that point in my surfing, I was still like learning a lot every time I went out and it was all like, whoa, I landed that sick. It's going to be a good flip, you know, whereas I don't get that as much now. I feel like I'm, know what I'm doing a little bit more. And it's like, and when I go out, I'm not, not like, you know, like those, those tricks, like that other people have already done, like crop flip, like you're talking about and other stuff. Like I was trying to learn something someone else had already done. Whereas now I'm trying to figure out s stuff that someone hasn't done or like yeah. trying to push my own limits in that way. But, um, so it was all like kind of just like a surprise like oh i did it i finally did it you know yeah yeah i don't know i uh, got it so then what was your i mean for someone that's trying to do airs what, what would be your best advice to them that's the number one thing is none of them want to commit to the section or commit to the landing like some of them can get in the air and actually do it but then as soon as they're about to land they go like ah and they give up and they go like limp legged and they don't like just try to pull it and that's the thing. You have to try to pull everything. Like when I was super young, 
I'd do an errand, I'd fall into a layback and I'd lay back for like 10 seconds and I'd still be trying to get up. Like, I'd just be like, like, and I think that helps a lot because it just like gets you really comfortable in, in those weird situations where you're off balance and, um, and also you get really good at falling. Um, but yeah, I mean, commitment i mean with the wave pools now mm. that's just like been the biggest game changer like i didn't have that as a kid but you see all the the new kids they're learning shit in you know a day that would take like 10 years for you know before right because you don't have that same section that presents itself so you can practice the same thing over and over again right yeah. but man in the ocean you you know, you get maybe one or two sections a day, if you're lucky, that are actually really good. And in that pool, you just get it on repeat, the same exact one over and over. And it's like, it's crazy to see all the young kids like like Jackson and, and Aaron Brooks and all these kids, how much they've progressed in such a short amount of time. And they would have never been able to do that without the pool. You know, like it's really changing surfing it's going to be crazy to see in like 10 years you know the the new crop of kids yeah with all the it, new pools that would be crazy actually i mean i think about like in climbing for example that's one of my other sports but in climbing when they, they used to not have indoor climbing gyms right so everybody used to climb outside and that pretty much limited the progression a huge amount because you can only train like you know when you're outside and then as soon as the climbing gyms came around like people just got crazy strong started doing crazy stuff um yeah. i'm sure surfing is going to get revolutionized just the same way yeah for sure yeah it's gonna be interesting hmm. so i actually have two uh videos of uh airs that you've done would you mind uh if uh you walked us through kind of like what was going on in your head as as we were going through these as you're going in, into these airs yeah let's share all right, cool. So the first one is a relatively simple, more straightforward one. Um, we'll just play the whole thing first, and then we can go slowly through it. And then you can just walk us through what would be going on your head, through your head when you're doing that. Yeah. All right, so. that. All right, so we'll go slow first. So I guess, you know, why don't you walk us through step-by-step step, kind of what's going on in your head as you're going through this here? Um... Most waves you catch at this spot, it's like my home break. Um, you catch these lefts and they're pretty choppy and you kind of just have one attempt at something, you know? Mm -hmm. It's uh, So this wave obviously had like a little section. It wasn't, um, it wasn't like a big section or anything. And you're just looking and... right here at this little lump right there, this starting form? Yeah. Yep. And you just kind of iron that down and everything I usually do is really last minute decisions, hmm. like split second decisions on what move you're going to do, depending on what the wave does. Right. Um, so that, uh, I'm probably don't even know what I'm going to do yet right here. Hmm. I'm just kinda waiting to see what this section does. Um, she played it a little more. Let's see. 
Let's see what it does here. Yeah, so there's just that little like little teepee. It was a it wasn't quite big enough to do like a psycho rotation. I mean, I could have done a rotation off that, but it just wasn't like one of those like mega pop, you know. And I probably right here started to be like, okay, not not a rotation. And then let's see. It's like almost like an alley-oop section, but I decided not to do an alley-oop. And that, that grab and little tweak, that's just a move that I kind of like to do. Um, I feel like Kelly Slater used to do those back in the day, like kind of like a like nose high and like tweak and then like bounce off the floater, you know? Uh, so I think I just kind of like... I like doing that move uh, on the right wave, and I think I just kind of was like, "Ah, oh, I'll try one of these." Nice. So it's a it's a really reactive kind of instinctual thing that happens, just depending on the way the section looks, um, and then just kind of the way your body's moving relative to it. Then it sounds like, huh? Yeah, and I, uh, you know, there there's tons of times where I'm there's a trick in mind that I want to land, you know, and I'll be. And I'll look for waves that potentially have the right section for that. Mm -hmm. But really, it just comes down to doing what the wave is best for. Um, and you can't like force a certain maneuver if it's not not good for it, you know? Um, so you make those just last minute decisions. Um, but you can st strategically try to catch waves that are going to be better for certain stuff than others, you know? Right, right. And then, you know, when you're taking off on this wave, it seems like one key element would just be having enough speed because the more speed you have going into it, the more you're going to be able to project off whatever section is coming through it, right? Yeah, I mean, surfing, no matter what you're doing, surfing is all about speed management and, and reading the wave. Um, and, like, no matter what you want to do on a surfboard, it's all about reading the wave and speed management for any move you want to do. Um, and yeah. And obviously if you want to get high in the air, you have to be going fast. Right. Right. And so I would imagine, and this must be part of what makes it so hard and kind of what you're talking about with the wave pool is just being able to read the section and know what that, that, that section that's starting to form is going to end up being the right section to perform, to do that air and what kind of air, right? That must take so yep. much practice to 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 develop that memory bank of the way the wave is gonna look, you know, and build and so that you you know what maneuver to perform on it. For sure. And and if your speed and timing isn't right, like so many times, and I still do this all the time, I'm eyeing down a section and then I have to figure out when I need to start pumping in order to hit it at the right time. And sometimes you start too early and you get to the section just like a half second too early and you don't get pop or you get there a half second too late and you, your nose pokes through the lip and you, and you lose your, uh, your speed and, and pop. So it's like everything has to be perfect. Like, and on those ones where you get like really, really good pop and crazy rotation, 
like you feel it like your board hits the lip and it just goes Funk, and it just like launches you it's almost like effortless right mm. um and so yeah timing is everything yeah well let's take a look at this this other wave maybe this is the sensation you're talking about because it looks pretty nuts here it is the craziest air i mean it basically looks like you're upside down before you even like <laughs> disengage from the lip this looks so nuts uh oh, and I, I don't know how how shallow is that water that you're landing in. I I, I don't know. This thing is really it's it's like nearly dry. Um, man, that actual air is like it pisses me off because. Okay, so we were filming for John's movie, and that from the front angle, you can see how gnarly the wave actually is. And I and so our, the filmer that day forgot his smaller lens so he had to shoot this fucking angle way down the beach that was like doesn't show how you know like the front angle of that wave you can see how gnarly it actually is it seems and, like a sick barrel oh yeah i have there's photos of it it's this is the funniest uh funniest wave it was like i feel like if that was on footage from the front angle my career would have like been way nicer really yeah it was like that that to me was like the crazy one of the craziest airs i've ever done by far and it is so crazy there were other filmers that day filming uh like kolohe and a few other guys and they didn't film it and there was a photographer who shot it and there's photos, but like half the photos in the sequence were like missing, like were like messed up or out of focus or something. Yeah. Right. There, it was in, um, what was that magazine? Uh, gosh, my, I'm having a my brain's not working. I forget. Um, Kai Neville and them. What was their magazine? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what Youth was it? Yeah, it was, it was in What Youth, yeah. the photo sequence, but like half the photos are missing. But it was like such a big, gnarly section, and I just couldn't believe that I pulled it. Like, what? Yeah. So walk us through it. Like, what was going on in your mind as you're like looking at this section? I mean, this thing looks just like. I mean, it's dry, like you said, and then that lip is just thrown at you like crazy. Like, were you scared at all? Were you just like, I'm going for it? Like, you're just like, screw it. I, it doesn't matter. I want to land this thing. It doesn't matter. Like, if I break my legs, like, what was going on through your head when you're going into this thing? We're we're filming for John John John's first big movie. It's in Western Australia. It um, most people only surfed it when it was glassy, like in the early mornings, and it was it's like a pretty nice, fun wave. But we rolled up to it one day and it was like, you know, like this and and side shore and looked like trash and the section looked like it was on complete dry reef. And we're like, kind of looks like good for airs, but it's kind of dry and ended up surfing it. We're like, whoa, this is a crazy wave for airs. So we ended up surfing it a lot that um, trip. And I'm pretty sure like before this wave, John John and Albie both caught waves and did like 
stairs and they were on the inside and like a lot of times after the section here you're like you have to like kind of starfish on the reef and like you know you can't really like duck dive you just kind of let water like roll you and then you like skirt out the little channel um oh god it's really shallow but they were on the inside and i caught this wave and i just remember looking at the lip and it was just so like just so like insane cupped out and i just like hit it and it just like it just like happened and then i just stomped and i remember just like hitting just like landing and just being like completely glued to my board and went i can't believe i just pulled this and just like the white water exploded and i just started shooting out of the white water and then john and albie were like screaming and it was like a crazy moment but i wish that that was on film from the front angle because i swear my career would have been like Oh, <laughs> oh my god dude i mean so when you're going up into this thing at this point it was probably just like all instinct it was all yeah that one was like full like the wave just like did it for me it was just like a kind of a hail mary like oh, i'm just gonna i was going fast and the wave was so cupped out and crazy that i just all i had to do was ride off of it and it just kind of it just did everything on its own like and i just got lucky that i was like squared up on my board god yeah i remember i mean this it wasn't in air but i remember i saw this clip of john john doing a carve into like a similar section but it looked like he was like upside down as he was doing the carve mm -hmm. it was the wildest thing except here you're like upside down as you just like boost for this like crazy I, I, air it's almost like a front flip type deal. I think I just kind of like looked down and then with the wind blowing that way, it keeps it on your feet and you just, just kind of did like a roll. So there's no way you could have even practiced for this thing either, right? It's just like the right section came at you. It just, just like Hail Mary, just like, I'm just going to hit it. And then it just like worked out. Wow. Man. Was that the best feeling in the world, just landing that air right there, or what? Yeah, I was tripping when I pulled that, and I didn't realize how heavy the wave was until I saw the photos from the front angle, and I went, whoa, well, that was like the nicest thing I ever did. Crazy. So what felt, what feels better, landing in air like this, getting barreled at Jaws, or... I don't know, taking out an elk from like a hundred yards with your bow or whatever like that, you know, which, which one's, what's, what's the best feeling? I've never really got a real barrel at Jaws. Um, so I wouldn't know that you could ask Billy. He's actually here in the garage, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, I, I mean, an air like that, and there's there's a handful. That one, there's another one that like really stick in my head, and and to me that's that feeling kind of trumps all of them. Like yeah, as far as for me, you know, because I can imagine getting barreled at Jaws is just the most fucking crazy feeling in the world because there's so much adrenaline, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you achieve something in surfing, like like a crazy air like that or catching a heavy wave and 
I mean, that's the feeling that all surfers are addicted to, right? And I feel like you it's crazy. I've been surfing my entire life and there's only maybe like five times I've had that like that feeling. Hmm. Really? Yeah. What were the what were the what were the five, you know, times you've had this experience where you're like this is the peak i mean this wave well what else um well you you get similar feelings when you're learning to surf right and you're accomplishing new things but it's something else when you do something that you know almost no one's done before or it's just like a or you know that it took like every bit of skill that you've acquired your whole life to to make that happen and like that was one of the airs when I landed um, that there's this thing I did like the spindle flip yeah. 40 thing when I did that. Um, and then I did another one that wasn't as flippy, but it was a double rotation that. And then I caught this wave at Jaws, which at the time just felt like a big ass wave. And when I did it, it was more when I saw the photo that one like stuck out in my head. Um, so I was actually more just terrified and thought I was going to die on that wave. But in this wave I caught at Maliko a couple of years ago, um, those are kind of like the top moments in, in my career where I just like, yeah, it's just like, that's what you're searching. Um, yeah. And then obviously, uh, yeah, like here's wanting me to compare him to like L Cunning or, um, or just, it's just a little bit different, but it's in a way it's the same because like with bow hunting, you, you train a lot. Like I'm really into it and I practice all the time and I, so like, you know, when you like shoot a really nice buck or it's just like a lot of effort goes into it. So it's like really rewarding. And it's the, it's just a little bit different feeling. There's like surfing. I'm searching for that. Like, like that feeling I get from doing those, those things. And, but what's similar about them is, Every wave is different, so it's like the the unknown is what I like. Like every wave is going to be different, um, and the possibility of doing something crazy is is like you know always there. And in elk hunting, it's like you never or not elk hunting. Just I hunt mostly hunt deer here on Maui, but just not knowing what's going to be around the next corner, right? There to be yeah. here and, and and it's never gonna play out exactly the same and it's just like the that that unknown right and yeah the the surprise factor um but yeah I'd say the best feeling in the world is those feelings you get surfing um it's just yeah. it can be frustrating because they don't they don't happen very often right when it doesn't happen for a while you start getting kind of bummed out and it and then the better you get at surfing the harder it is to 
to get that feeling, you know, mm. you have to go bigger, better than what you've done before. So totally. it starts getting harder and harder. Whereas when you're learning everything, every day you progress and every day you achieve something new and, you know, just doing a proper cutback can be exciting. But now like that I'm older and update some cool stuff. It's like, fuck, man, it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious, you know, I think, so for that spindle, the spindle flip, right? That one, you had to train a lot more. You had a, that one was one that you were like practicing for, right? Like, yeah, that, that's something that I had like practiced and done the rotation out the back of a lot of waves and, and kind of always, I always wanted to do that double rotation. I've been trying for so long to do it. And honestly, on that wave, I didn't think that that was going to happen when I did that one. That one was a trick because normally, like when I'm trying to move, I know that that's the move I'm doing. But that one, it kind of just happened. I thought that I was going to do a like a kind of a corked out backflip on that wave when I was hitting the lip but it had so much pop and the way I hit it when I got the board into my hand, it just flung me so fast that after I had done the first bit of the rotation, I was still spinning and I was going, Oh my gosh, I'm coming down backwards. Whereas I wasn't actually trying to. So that was a tricky one. Well, and, and how many times did you fail before you landed that thing? Like how many attempts did you like, hundreds thousands like how many years or months were you practicing that thing for well i i really wanted to do a double rotation but you don't get that many opportunities and waves that have enough pop to even do that spin right so it was a thought in my mind and it was something that i've like tried out the back a bunch but i've never like there wasn't many times that i had landed back in the wave backwards before like yeah. that was one of the first times that I totally did the whole rotation and was coming back into the wave. So it was like, whoa, like, I don't know how many times I tried, you know, like, it was more of like, I knew that the rotation was possible. And I just never had many opportunities to try it. Like, I, I would try, but you'd only get halfway around, right? Right, right. You do the first part of the rotation, but you just didn't have enough hang time to get around. Um, so that was kind of one of the first times that the spin went all the way through and then I was like coming down into the wave. Man, it just sounds like so much, so much luck involved in this as well, right? There's the skill of you having the skill, but so much of it was just like, did you get the right section in like, did the wind blow in the right direction and all those things coming together at the same time? It's crazy. Yeah, that's that's the big issue I run into is like, I want to do these extra rotations and all these things I have in my mind, but you don't get opportunities. And it's kind of turns me off from surfing a lot of the time because I can look out in the water and go, it's just, I'm not going to get that opportunity today. It's not big enough or the wind's not right. And, and then I go, well, surfing's, not as fun for me when I know that that's not possible. Right. Well, it's, 
it's a trippy thing, you know, whereas when I was a kid, surfing was fun every time I went out. And it's not that it's not fun. It's just like, I just am like, man, I know I'm not going to do something psycho today. The conditions just don't, aren't going to let me. So I'd rather go do something like hunting where I, where that possibility is there, that possibility of excitement and the unknown, you know? Right, right. There's still that, um, yeah, there's still more adventure you know, you, you kind of feel like, oh, well, this time I might shoot the biggest deer. There's still that possibility. Whereas with surfing, you can be a little bit more, you know, you, you can, you have a better handle on whether that will happen or not. Interesting. Yeah, it's a little more black and white, you know. Oh, got it. Well, uh, we're running up towards time. So maybe just one last question, um, you know. So I, you, you do have this course that's coming out. Uh, or that's already come out uh, on airs. And you mentioned, you know, how important commitment is, generating speed, reading the wave. Any last tips for people that are trying to to do airs? What, what, what's your best advice for people trying to do airs or just surfing in general? Mm. It was funny when Inertia asked me to do that course, I was kind of like caught by surprise because I had never really thought, it's not how I learned so, you know, it's, I never really thought of, thought of it in the way they wanted me to explain it. So it was, it was kind of a trippy thing. Like, what do you mean a course on doing airs? Like, it's just all based on feeling and, and, and repetition. Right. And I'd never broken it down step by step. And it, I personally don't learn that way. I don't, I can't like, Like I, I try to picture myself listening to what I was saying on that course and then going out and applying it in the ocean and it's too many little details. Like it's so based on feeling. So it was a really interesting thing, but everybody learns differently. And um, and like I used to think that coaching was stupid and I just didn't get it just because that's how I did. I didn't learn like that. I had coaches and they helped me a lot with like strategy and a heat when I was younger. But like as far as learning, I always just would watch a surf movie of my favorite surfer and then just go out and try to do it. But I never broke it down step by step. And but now, you know, I'm seeing a lot more coaching going on and I'm seeing the level of surfing progress. And and I think that it actually can help a lot. So. I mean, as far as like teaching airs, I think like if you want to get good at airs, you get going to the wave pool is the best possible thing you can do. And then and get a session at the pool, trying the air section over and over and get filmed so you can see yourself and then you can compare it to footage of someone else actually doing the move. And then you can really pick apart what you're doing wrong. And someone like me could easily watch it and go, oh, you fucked up right here or you should have done this or that, right? Um, but that's the best possible way to learn. And when I started getting a lot better at surfing, it was because we all started filming each other. And we were able to watch ourselves surf, you know, because you could think you're ripping and then you see yourself on footage and you go, oh, man, I, I look like shit, right? So um, I think like, um yeah just really paying attention to your favorite surfers and trying to 
you know, do what they do and then film yourself and compare it. That's the best way you can get good at surfing for sure. All right. Well, wise words. My buddy does airs and he doesn't even bother trying to compare himself to your surfing because he's like, yeah, anything Matt does is just totally unrealistic for normal surfers. <laughs> well, oh, man. But appreciate it. Thanks for uh, joining and thank you for taking the time. And uh, yeah, I'll see you around. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, everyone. It's Van. Hopefully you've been enjoying the podcast. Hopefully you've been listening to some good stories, getting some good tips that are helping you improve as a surfer. If so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review. It'll only take you literally a few seconds and share it with your friends. That's the best way you can support me so I can continue to create awesome new content for you. So thanks.